Welcome to I Love It Here, a place where we discuss and share our thoughts on various topics, all focused on making life and work a better experience for everyone. This is my bit, isn't it? It is. Go. <laughs> it feels like so ages. smooth. So smooth. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love It Here. As always, your hosts today are myself, Caleb Foster, Paul Westlake and Jonathan Cooper. So, without further ado, let's get into this month's conversation. How are you both? All good, thank oh. you. This feels extraordinarily old school to me, in a good way. Uh, and, uh, and as much as I love, I do love having our, our guests on... This is like this is like back in the day, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like when it started. Yeah, it's just us rambling. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's in, it, uh, we had some, we've had some lovely guests. We really have. And especially last month, I thought Sophie was really good value. And unfortunately, Indeed. Jonathan, you had a bit of a, a, a nightmare, nightmare. In, in, in dropping out. But I'm sure you've listened back to it since. But um, I expect you were out on your bike. Totally. But yeah, Sophie was, was, was really good value, as most of the guests we've got, all of the guests we've had on have been. So um, well, having said bike? that... It's nice to get back to being us and having a bit of a chat. So, what have you been up to, Jonathan? What have I been up to? I've been away for two weeks, which is why I was not around for the last uh, the last recording. So when we recorded last, I was down on the south coast of England and uh, enjoying a holiday in Lewington. Um, I spent a week in Tenby, and um, so I've had a couple of weeks out. It's been absolutely brilliant. Mm. I don't remember the last time I had two weeks off in August. And just got to spend some time chilling. So yeah, I've been doing disrupted that. by the weather or not particularly. It wasn't been great. Uh, it was incredibly hot in Tembe. So there were oh, cool. four days where it was like it was like plus twenty five degrees and on the beach and ice creams and all that shenanigans. Yeah, it was like it a was great. In Hull, <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I thought of you the other week, you know, because I saw a post from Brompton. Uh-huh. And they were partnering with Bear Grylls, I think. Oh gosh, they're going to do a black and orange version, are they? I'm going to have compass in the compass in it somewhere and a knife slashed stashed in the in the tube. I think they're the not partnership enough for Bear Grylls, are they? Uh, I think the partnership is more about Bear Grylls doing some um, some locations and uh, like trails as well. But I, I'm sure it's going to be branded Bear Grylls. Yeah. Well, I suppose Bear on a Brompton, you've got kind of you've got a bit of alliteration there, haven't you? Yeah, that's going to go that's going to go away on social media. Brompton, I like it. Well, you mean they started with the advert and worked backwards? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, someone brought a cuddly bear to the Brompton office and thought there's an opportunity. Here. <laughs> no, well, maybe that maybe they are doing. Maybe they are uh, extending and, and going a bit more rugged off roady. I don't know. Perhaps that's uh, where they're going. Well. Because I've got really sad, and I um, I follow a lot of Facebook groups. There are people who put off-road tyres on their Bromptons and go off-road. Oh, I haven't seen anyone do any downhill, but they do. People do a lot of trails and kind of get and use them as a what's the word as a as a as a mode of transport that you can go anywhere on. So. And I suppose with the with the battery and stuff, that actually makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah, I haven't. I, I suppose I haven't tried it off-road. I wouldn't want to. Uh, I wouldn't want to try it for kind of like. <laughs> instead of a mountain bike unless i'd seen somebody else doing it and proving it because it could get rather expensive 
yeah. with uh, yeah. some some wheels to be trued and all of that kind of stuff. But it's a bit like like using your MacBook as a frisbee, I think. <laughs> Do you know that's exactly what it's like. That's a great <laughs> analogy. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't do it. Yeah. It cringes every time I, I, I see on YouTube and I, I'm watching something um, intellectual and all of a sudden an advert will come up and you just see someone putting a MacBook in, into a bag on a high building and I'm thinking, I know where this is going. Yeah. I don't need to watch this. I don't, wanna, I don't need to know how good your case is. I, I rarely chuck mine off the top of skyscrapers, no. so I think I'll be okay. I'm just but, thinking, yeah. jo- Jonathan off-roading is like, yeah, you try it first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> So we've got a nice little thing to chat about, haven't we? So we're almost going back to our oh, I love it here and what do we love here? But before we get into that, do you want to... Should we start with gratitudes? Do you want want to... Should we traditionally finish on, on TVs? Which, I, by the way, I've got some crackers that I've been watching. So um, oh, yeah. we'll save those till, till the end. I've been um, watching as well. <laughs> so, so why don't we start with gratitude? And I'm I'm going to change it up for a while because you always ask first, Caleb. So I'm going to come to you first. So, what are you grateful for this month? Well, do you know what? I'm um, I'm grateful for um, bowls, and I haven't reached what, that age in my life bowls? yet. Oh, I love it! <laughs> yeah. That kind of bowls. <laughs> yes, bowls on the green, not bowling, wow. but bowls on the green. Wow. Right, so <clears throat> the local garage every year organises like a, a charity um, bowls event with the local bowling club, and like every every night we walk past the bowling club when we walk in Woody, and um, this is going to sound awful, but they're all of a certain age, right? I was going to say, if you join, you'd half the average age, right? I've, well, <laughs> there were some some people younger than me who uh, uh, were members of the bowling club, but so so be it, right? I we so got into this. There was like a group of ten of us. Um, some of them, uh, some of us, we'd never met in our group, so it was friends of friends that were sort of sponsoring some stuff. But we just thoroughly had a giggle, right, and just. Ha- like knocking down the preconceived boundaries of yep. age differences and just having a gig where everyone's in it, you know, young and older generations. And it was almost like um, crazy bowls, really. They'd set this up so, you know, you had to get the bowls through these um, through these arches and get, you know, like balls. Was there a windmill? Yeah, and it was like, so they'd use the whole of the green... It was just, like, we were dreading it. We were going to think, oh, my God, we're going to be rubbish at this. And then when we got in there, it was just, it was such fun, actually. Um, And I think my appreciation of um, how technically challenging it is, you you know, as an outside observer, you just think, oh, they're just rolling balls down there. But Woods. Mm. Woods. Well, okay, so... I didn't really so, want so to go there. So they're woods and they're waiting on one side, so is that right? innuendo right. in bowls <laughs> that is unreal, right? Uh, so <clears throat> my partner was the wife of um, my son's work colleague. And we were just having a bit of a giggle. And the other couple, so she'd, done, uh, she'd bowled and smacked one of the other woods. And uh, the guy turned around to me and said, uh, oh, she's just knocked knock me up. 
I went, I beg your pardon. I said, did you just hear what you said then? She said, we'll have none of that today, thank you. One's quite enough today. <laughs> and it just went on and on. And my son, of course, is just latching on to the fact that these balls are called woods. Yeah. And then Amanda's, like, it, it rained a little bit. So Amanda said to the old bloke, uh, can, I, can I just wipe my balls, please? She went, oh, hello. Wait, no, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, the so, it went on. It, complete giggle, honestly. And, you know, something that if someone had said to me, how do you fancy playing um, bowls this weekend? I'd have probably gone, do you know what? I might give that a bit of a swerve. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, just because it was quite a social event. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the as I say, the age groups were just mixing and we were all having fun. And it, it was just not taken too seriously, really. Oh, that sounds great. We, when, when I, I sort of, when I said, "Did you, you half the average age?" I was being a bit flippant there because we had the um, uh, one of the festivals in Bedford. This was probably a good two, two, three years ago now. And um, there's a there's a, uh, a bowling green there in, in one of the parks, and it was basically an open event, as in come and have a go. Yeah. And I was going, oh, no, like, like you're saying, oh no, it's yeah. not really for us. And it's not oh, come on absolutely loved it really yeah. enjoyed it thought it's quite technical really got into it and and you get chatting to the old guys there or the the, 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 the ladies there and, and they were saying um it's such a shame because people have got this perception of it but it's actually a really good game and it's quite a tactical game and it's, it's yeah. you know and anyone can do it which is the other thing that was quite nice yeah and the skill for some of these people i mean they're literally stopping this thing and like turning them in and all the rest of it yeah. um and then, so I, I said to Claire, actually, ironically, I said, oh, I'd love to join that. And she saw exactly what you did, gave me that look, went, really? You know, mm. uh, and I said, it's such a shame because it, it, it is, but then when we went to find out about it, they said, oh, yeah, we have open events all the time. I said, oh, well, when are they? Oh, um, every Thursday between 11 and 12.30. It's like, what, during the day? Can we come in the evening? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> events only in the evening. And you think... <laughs> so it's okay. open to everyone, assuming you don't yeah. have a job. You know? well, I, well, and, do you know, I didn't realise that there was a league structure behind all of this. Oh, so I'm sure. There, I, I mean, the, the, guy, um, the guy was super helpful that was sort of the, the other partners. And, um, so, and, of course, he made it known that he was a club captain. Cause, and so on the first one... Like I, I literally just chucked this ball and hoped for the best, and it did all right actually. And then the, the club captain, unbeknown to me at the time, he chucked it, and and he sort of did a little bit better. And I went, "Oh, you're not bad, are you?" And uh, no, no, I'm not bad for the club captain. Thank you. I went, "Oh, right, okay, it's like that then." And then he said, "Yeah, we're not doing bad as a club. We're actually in the Premiership League." And I went, "What? You've got a league structure, and you're in the Premiership League?" Again. Uh, yeah, of course. Like, oh, right. I you still you know, up for a bit of fun. Don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> and then, and then when you start started mixing, the other thing that made it quite um, eye opening for me as well was that you know you've got all the surrounding villages with their different um, clubs, and they were going, "Oh yeah, I much prefer it at this village because they're a bit more fun and playful. Yeah. This one takes it really serious." <laughs> You know, you go, all oh, right, okay. So, but I was trying to gauge, well, what's in it for people? You know, is it, and it's no different from work either, is it? You either go to a place where you go, oh, we're, we're, we're playing to win and we're super competitive, or you just go there and go, oh, I want to have a bit of fun. Yeah. You know, this is what my values are. That's really so interesting. So what, 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 what level, sorry, Jonathan, what, what, um, so were you, 
were you was yours in North Therapy? Was it? Is, is, is it that sort of level, or is it sort of Hull, or how how big how big are the the, the sort of the locations? Well, the so the the village that I'm in is Barrow, and then there's a village down the road called Goxhill, and another one down the road called Barnetby. But the whole the whole league is sort of North Lincolnshire, and right. I suppose yeah, yeah. which is a big old part yeah. of you know a county anyway. I suspect it goes even broader than that. Cool. Sorry, Jonathan, I interrupted you. Oh, not at all. Well, when I was when I was uh, when we were recording last time, next to the car park where I was sat, there was a bowling green, <laughs> and I was I and, and after I'd after we'd finished recording, I needed to nip and use the public toilet. So I wandered past. The wind was absolutely howling. It was really cold. But these people on the bowling green, they were dressed. I'd never seen so much white winter gear. They kept the, they kept the uniform complete, like yeah. top to toe in white. So there were these people in white puffer jackets and white bobble hats yeah. and white gloves. They were taking it like... Yeah, proper it, they seriously. They clearly wanted to be outside and oh, play. No. It was really... And I made the observation that I'm never going to get an opportunity to share that. And you've given me an opportunity <laughs> to share about that. I was like wandering around. I did not see that, that up. <laughs> see, well, there's winter. It's it's like anyway, yeah. So bowl. it is. It is funny though how uh, like you don't think about it too much, but how bowls is actually woven into the fabric of British culture. Mm. Well, why? Uh, well, it's just everywhere, isn't it? And you don't right. like there's a bowling yeah. green almost everywhere, and there is this sort of community of people that go out bowling religiously and unless you're sort of privy to that community you just how many times have you walked past a bowling green and just go it's a bowling green or you're not even yeah. sort of said yeah. that you just accept it for being there yeah it's odd isn't it and it, and it also it reminds me very much of how marketing can either sell something or not so if you think when when you say crown green bowls so I, I think if you were to go, don't do it now but if you were to google it i bet you that um is his name dave bryant do you remember the guy who used to be a guy with a pipe and and he, he uh-huh. literally used to be on all the time on a tourney like with this pipe and i remember mike this shows how long ago this was i remember my dad saying to him, you know he's not actually got anything there he's not allowed to smoke that while he's playing so, I was like, so he'd literally have this pipe because obviously back in the day he would have done <laughs> but if you look at it now and then you you look at i don't know um curling's a good example it's basically bowls on ice right i mean i know i'm yeah. very much yeah. but a similar sort of concept but look because they've got like you know maybe it's because we were okay at it or well, the you know um what's her name uh i can't think of her name the, the, the scottish group yeah. did really really well at it and anyway all of a sudden it became a, a cool thing to watch it was yeah. an olympic game that we were kind of okay at but i bet you i don't even know if crown green bowls is an olympic sport i don't know why it wouldn't be I but i don't know if it is or not I don't know. There's well, the I'm glad we've, um, you know, <laughs> we, we ought to wrap this episode of Crown Green Bowls up, really, <laughs> I was going to we? say, <laughs> we're 15 minutes in. And all, we're, we're, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying we're, we're niche before, but we we are a Crown Green Bowling <laughs> wow. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon we, we get to 10 episodes? Already. I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> Our first day out as a team, we should go out and go and find a place to play. That would be a Recorded good Recorded live indeed. from some clubhouse somewhere. Yeah, well, I'll have to get my whites ready. Listen, if anyone, if anyone from the business community is listening, it is inclusive, though. That's a good thing. It's not a contact sport. <laughs> Sorry, I don't no, know that. Very much so.
Oh, hello. Is that someone talking in your background? Alexa's uh, even getting involved now. And now you've said it again. <laughs> what about yourself, Jonathan, whilst um, Caleb's having a conversation gratitude. with his uh, digital oh. assistant? What's your gratitude? So many things. I'm grateful for holidays. Um, I'm grateful for uh, the allotment because I've been out there. But I'm, this, this time I'm most grateful for YouTube. So um, I've been having a bit of bother with my two-stroke engines, it has to be said. So if we thought bowls would need, we've got a niche again. I've been having a bit of bother with my two-stroke engines, and uh, my, the hedge cutters, the hedge cutters that I bought secondhand, I couldn't get to run, and uh, I've spent a bit of time recently trying to get them to go. So on Saturday, I got them going, but they they wouldn't stay running. They, so I spent probably an hour on YouTube trying to find out how to tune this thing up, and uh, I found a video, and I've learned how to tune a carburetor. And I've had oh, to, wow. at excitement, I've had to go out and buy a new tool in order to be able to do it. Oh, nice. So I can use the, use, tune using the, the tuning screws. But yeah, I'm grateful for YouTube because I have found out what I need to do to make this hedge trimmer work. There, there, there is a connection there, though, isn't there, in work, is that, you know, that there's a reluctance sometimes from large organisations just to allow social um learning happen like videos internally because and the message i often get is uh, how do we how do we manage the content to know it's real it's the right yep. message and uh, it's missing it's, the point though isn't it because you know what they're well, watching it anyway <laughs> it really is as well because <laughs> i think that comes down to like well, what you know what are you aspiring to be famous for and to be known for actually if you you know if you want a, a an agile and and responsive uh, team then why wouldn't they share information so if you think actually i'm going to control everything that they post you're just going to send that underground and they're all going to start yep. telling each other how to do stuff anyway yep. i couldn't quite get my head around how excited i was about having an hour to just read about carburettors. Now, in the, back in the because like back in the day, I, I would have. Couldn't understand how excited I am. Well, back in the day, it would have been a it would have been a car, and I'd have got really excited about tuning the car engine, and I haven't done that for decades. And so to suddenly be like looking again at these little drawings with 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 an explanation of how it works and trying to fathom how to use that information to make it make it better solving a problem i just found it incredibly rewarding yeah. for, just for, just just for it just because it was rewarding yeah so gratification you get for from no sorting other, it out yourself yeah it was great what, what about, about you, you Westy? all together now um right well <laughs> i have had possibly um the two potentially the two most stressful and the good news is probably the two best results i could have thought of in the last two weeks so there's lots of twos in that sense let me explain what that means so firstly it was um a level results day for my eldest daughter um so she had a couple of conditional um offers um and this this is where and, and Caleb please feel free because I know you and I have had this conversation many times when you say I don't actually watch the news anymore because it's just it's just all doom and gloom mm -hmm. so let, feel, feel free to wade in but two days before her A-level results every news agency and all, mm -hmm. all everything she's seeing online was all about 
Well, you know, the, the results aren't going to be anywhere near they were. And we, we need to um, downgrade all this to pre-COVID levels and, you know, the, the, the number. And, and, of course, she's just in an absolute state. We talk about what you can control and what you can't. She has no control over this. She did the exams months yeah. ago. Yeah. But all she's looking at is, what, what am I going to do? And it, there's quite, there's a bit of, it's a bit sad, actually. But the thing that, when I sat down and chatted to her about it, the thing she was most worried about was that some people knew uh, the university she'd been offered and it would be embarrassing and she didn't know how she'd face them if she didn't get that result. I was like, well, what are you talking about? You've been offered two great universities to go through. You're going to one of them. One of them would be the creme de la creme and yes, that'd be great. Why, why is any of this embarrassing? But anyway, so we'll cut, I'm sure that there's, there's something we can, we can pick apart in there. And then we had this whole thing with the exams um, and, and the results and the, you know, this is what's going to happen, allegedly, the doom mongering. And um, she got an email, uh, well, so eight o'clock that morning. So she goes on to the UCAS website. Um, and of course, the UCAS website is uh, where you're meant to go for your, your results. So she goes on to there. And there's a note on there from 8 o'clock going, uh, yeah, the results will be here from 8 o'clock. And she's like, yeah, I know. And you know, that it reminded me of like trying to order tickets. You know what you're doing? Refresh, refresh, refresh. Mm. I keep refreshing it, Dad. Why is it not working? She's like, is, he, is, he, is, he, is the Wi-Fi working? I'm like, yeah, it, th- there's hundreds of thousands of people on this same website. Trust me, it'll be on there at some Yeah, but I need to know now. Oh, well, it's not the way it's going to work. Anyway, she kept refreshing it, refreshing it. She gets an email. She has an email from UCAS while she's refreshing it, so the results still haven't come up. And this email says, many congratulations, blah, 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 blah. Um, you've been accepted in your first choice university. You have a place at um, Emmanuel College, Cambridge. Right. I mean, we are over them, absolutely. <gasps> awesome. Oh, my life. And that's and that's fantastic. And you know, obviously, Claire, my wife, and, and, and they're, we were going, oh, we're so proud. Fantastic. You know, and then she went, I said, you don't seem too happy. And she said, yeah, I know. But what if the email's wrong? <laughs> and I said, why would the email be wrong? Um, and she said, well, she said, well, they sent one out a few weeks back saying that, um, and basically they made a mistake. There was some admin thing and they'd made a mistake. So she said, yeah, I'm not going to believe it until I see the UK. So I said, you've got the, the results are there, you know, and, and it's just such a shame. Because anyway, then lo and behold, the UK thing came up. Results are there. She then went to sixth form to pick, pick up the, um, you know, the, the bit of paper, if you like. They're filming her. You know, like one of those things where it's like, can we interview you and all the rest of it? Anyway, she said, oh, they, they, they wanted to chat to me about this. We don't many, many people from the sixth form going to Cambridge and, and all the rest of it. I said, well, rightly so. So we're really, really chuffed for her. Anyway, that, that afternoon, people are posting on... We, I, I don't see that as my place to post anything like that on, on social. It's up to her who she so wants to share that with. You know, yeah. friends and family and all the rest of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And not only that, you know, I, I think a lot of people can learn from that in that there'll be people who didn't get what they wanted and everyone mm. going, oh, look how well I've done. Yeah, think, no, that's just yeah. not the right thing to do. So anyway, so we left all that. And then um, my uh, my dad sent me a thing saying, oh, have you seen this newspaper article? And it's all Bedfordshire online and it's all pictures of her. They're all the pictures that she oh, took. Man. She'd become like this poster girl for Bedford A-level results. So that, that was that one. So very, very happy with that. And then last week... Um, was GCSE results. And, of course, my younger daughter is always in the shadow of her older, older sister. And she's like, oh, it's right for her. She's like, I won't do anywhere as well, well as that and all the rest of it. And I said, no, you don't know that. And they're very different. And we got her. Then what happened in the news? Yeah, well, you know, the, the grades have all been downgraded. People aren't going to get what they want. All the rest. No. 
she got exactly she beat or bettered all of her teacher predicted grades she got exactly what she needed and she's in a lovely group of five girls really good friends have been friends for, for a number of years now and all five of them got into the the sixth form that they wanted to get to which was lovely so yeah. she's over the moon it, it, it's just a nice weekend you know you yeah. think what i'm grateful for is that they can actually just be themselves now they don't have to worry about that they don't have to mm-hmm. worry they can just do what they want to do um and i thought do you know what i was most grateful for we said oh should we go out for we set, took them out for individual sort of um we, we had some sort of uh, dinners and stuff to to celebrate with them and I said, what do you want to do this weekend? And they said, sorry, Dad, but we want to go out for dinner on our own. Is that okay if the two of us go? Cause, and I thought, I said, yeah, because I'm going to Bury anyway. But it, it was really nice. It was nice that they wanted to celebrate yeah. together. Yeah. So anyway, what I'm grateful for is them working the... Blimey. Buddy, okay. Um, what I'm grateful for is them working their absolute backsides off, but also getting what they deserve for the work they've done. Well, I, I think that ought to be commended as well because I think there's a, an awful lot of um, pressure on young people and there to achieve at a certain stage. Absolutely. And, and for that to to come off and for them to sort of see that reward, uh, you know, ought to be commended. I, I mean, <clears throat> I have a view on the education system that I, I really don't agree that everything should be based on your performance in a number of exams but then i'm you know i just i can't see that changing for a long time really but that's really my view on it but it's amazing for them and that you know and they've and again that you can see them growing up and them going actually can we go and celebrate you know that's the thing yeah it's interesting you say that because if you think we've i think we We've all been through the world of work and COVID. And I know, Jonathan, you set up a business like pretty much at the, at the time of COVID, which I'm sure we'll come to come back to in a minute. But my eldest daughter, the first exams she's ever had to do were, were her A-levels. Because GCSEs, they didn't do them. Um, and they were teacher-assessed. And, and she did very well in them. So you can think, okay, well, it, it, I'm sure this is going to go somewhere because she was very much you know put on a pedestal by a lot of teachers and they assessed her and she's got really good grades and then she's had to back that up the pressure on her is to then back that up in in a levels where she's got mm-hmm. to prove that it wasn't just a fluke then we've got my younger daughter who i would argue has probably had it even tougher because not only did she miss a whole year or 18 months because of covid but but weren't te- but they haven't been adjusted at all they weren't teacher assessed at all it was like we're still doing the same grades it's like well okay well if i've had to cram this in you know we got her a maths tutor and everything because we had to get her to do that. Now, if she had been teacher-assessed, ironically, she'd have done worse than she's actually done because her teacher said, here's your predicted grades, which is what she would have got, and in four of her subjects, she's beaten those. So it's... And I guess that depends on, on what your motivations are. She's a sort of person... Um, quite stubborn, if it's fair to say, but she's the sort of person where if they say, yeah, we think you're going to get a seven, she go, I'll get an eight then. Because that's the way she is. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people saw the teacher assess thing mm-hmm. as, oh, it's a seven. Oh, well, I only need a six anyway. That's fine. And in fact, one of hers, and I'm sure when I when, when I was at school, we didn't we didn't have this. But I was just given a grade. It was like you're you're an A, you're a B. You're, that's what you are. But now you can you actually get the grade as in the score as well. So when one of hers came back and she was one mark away from the grade above, 
Um, and they've gone back to the and and she said, "Oh, but I, I, it was a subject that she's particularly good at." And she's uh, gone back and said to the school, and the school said, "Yeah, we've already seen that. We've requested the paper. We're going to ask it to be remarked." Because they're saying not because it makes. And by the way, it makes not the slightest bit of difference for her getting into the sixth form she wants to get into. But for her, she said, yeah, but I really worked hard. I think I really did well on that one. I'd like to mm. get that. I, I thought that was quite nice that she's sort of not just sitting back and going, well, I've got everything I need. But it's like, no, but I, I want to, you know, prove it even more, if you like. I'd love to play devil's advocate on, on this, the system. Um, mm. We probably haven't got enough time <laughs> in our podcast to discuss the whole no. process. But um, like based on the grade that she thought she wanted and she was uh, perhaps downgraded initially has she got any any less knowledge any no. different knowledge no uh, no, uh, no, just, no 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 yeah. and that's it's what pointless, I mean about this grading system is just it's just arbitrary sometimes yeah. and then and the other thing i think of is in industry so in work do you ever recruit based on the grade performance no. that people get in school or you know in sixth form like i can't ever think when i've um spoken to someone or interviewed someone for a role and and asked them well what grades did you get in school because it's just about um the the you know the behaviors and the passion and everything else that goes with it there's a base level though right so you're right but as long as you've got a fair understanding of English and maths, that's what most people would say was pretty much the base level. You're absolutely right. Um, but I don't even think they're asking anymore how many... I, I'm never going to say it to her, but... But is that, is that excluding people, though, that... Yeah, probably. I, I'm just thinking, you know, if you've yeah, yeah. got... Um, if, people, if, if English isn't people's first language... Or, and, yeah, yeah, you know, stuff yeah. like that, how are you ever going to... But you've got strengths in other areas. That, that's my... Yeah. I mean, again, that it's one element of that. And I think because I've never been particularly good at English, um, ironically, that I, you know, I lean into other people that are really good at that to create amazing e-learning. But my strength lies in, you know, visual and, yeah, yeah. and, and helping clients along. But I don't know. That's my thought on the whole sort of education bit. And Jonathan's looking like he's... Well, <laughs> well I, guess, I guess it depends. I guess it depends what we consider the purpose of education to be. And if the purpose of education is to give us some common ground so that we can all have a conversation and discover, you know, where we want to spend our time going forward and what we might be interested in, then it has, it has, it has, that has some value. I guess discovering who particularly gifted, it has some value. Um, Do you think some of that drives the wrong behaviours? You know, what, how... Because I always remember just that scenario you've just said about um, picking up my... or going to sixth form college with my son and all I ever remember was this girl walking out of um, walking out of the school with a beaming, um, you know, grin on her face going she'd got, um, you know, AAAA star, whatever it <laughs> might have been back then... And in that moment, I thought, well, I'm really pleased for you. Can you, you know, can, can you talk to people? Can you th create, you know, can you think dynamically? Can you adapt really quickly? Because if you can't, then maybe that's going to be a challenge for you in, in work. And actually, but if she's 
perhaps stepping into a sales role where it is quite, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got to get these and I'm, I'm, you know, measured on success and failure, then maybe she'll excel at that. But 100% of people coming out of school that have been geared up to that way of thinking are not going to step into sales, are they? And so... It's interesting you say that because you know what I'd I'd love I'd love and we don't have the figures on this stuff but I'd love to know how many people actually ever got the job they thought they were going to get when they were at school either (laughs) and 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 that's let's be honest that's for a number of reasons in our industry much of that is because the the work I'm doing now literally didn't exist when I was at school I was never going to say well what are you going to do oh I'll do um you know I don't know animation and and video editing and I'll do e-learning they're like so what are you talking about you know because there was like one pc in the corner that had a green screen there was no way that you were going to do animations and do your own video work of course you weren't that would be ridiculous but now I can do that on my phone so I, I don't think it changes that much. So if, if you ask my daughters what jobs, and my dad had, my dad came around um, um, weekend before last, and you know, obviously um, celebrating with them, uh, with with um, Astrid anyway for A levels, and and saying, um, so what is it you want to go on and do? And she said, I've no idea. And you think, no, of course you don't. And, and he's like, oh, well, why are you picking those subjects? Then? And I'm saying, Dad, it doesn't work that way. She's picking subjects because she's interested in those subjects. But to your point, Caleb, when it comes to the world of work, it will be. Yeah, I've got a degree. Not, ah, no, oh, yes, but what was it in? You know, well, this, I don't even think that conversation even comes up, does it? But this steps nicely into what I wanted to talk about, about yeah. personal purpose, actually. And, and so how on earth can a young person go, this is what I want to do in the world of work and, and a specific role? And wouldn't it be amazing if someone turned around? So you, you get a lecturer, what? you know t- tend to happen is a conversation is what what do you want to do then with your life you know what do you yeah. want to you know or even younger what do you want to do when you grow up wouldn't it be amazing if someone turned around and said oh, i've got no idea but what i'm going to be able to do is adapt to anything that the yeah. world is hey. thrown at me and yeah. i'm going to thrive in that environment because Love i've it. got the ability to talk to people and work things out really quickly and, no. and if some young mind said that to you now, you go, oh, bloody hell, we got a right <laughs> one here. Bit punchy. Right, well, let's get into that. So you sent something over about um, personal, personal statements, personal purpose, I guess we would call it. And, and it's fair to say this has come up on a few of the conversations, certainly a conversation we had with Georgie. I think it came, might have come up in the conversation we had with Sophie as well. This, it's, it's quite common that the whole um, Simon Sinek, um, Simon Sinek, Sinek, we're going to have to agree how we're going to say that. Um, anyway, so the, him, the sort of the start with why book, which is all around, I think he emphasises the importance, didn't he, of communicating the purpose of why we do something rather than what it is we do. Um, and I, th- I think that, in, in in a nutshell, that's pretty much what that is. That fair to say that's what we're thinking with a personal purpose statement. What, what, why do we do what we do? Or, or are you thinking it's something different? Yeah, I well, <clears throat> I think first of all, the initial thought is as a business owner or in the world of work, what is that organisation's purpose? And and therefore, Simon Sinek talks an awful lot about. Uh, initially was talking about what's a business's purpose and a lot of organizations are now purpose driven they've got Mm -hmm. a vision of how they want to influence the world and they're you know the the moonshot to try and do that what got me thinking more is 
from a personal point of view, not just a business, because I, you know, from the world of business, like Mind Boost, we'd say we're we're trying to help organisations create the world's best workplace, and that's our that's our you know north star, that's our purpose, and then what goes along with that is how we do that and what we do to enable that and that's our sort of mission i guess but i was listening to dan carter's new book um last month that they are winning and and dan talked an awful lot about your personal purpose so forget the world of work what's your personal purpose and you know i found it really challenging to think about that and then Sorry, Jonathan. No, no, no. I was just drawing breath. I'm I'm (laughs) listening. Carry on. Uh, And then, you know, I I get it though. You know, I'm, I'm. So I absolutely understand it, and and it links into our conversation that you were referencing about, you know, the funeral, i.e., the celebration of someone's life, and actually, your um, your uncle's. You know, it might he might have had a personal purpose, but actually the thing that resonates with everyone else, what's the stories that they tell once you're gone? And that, yes. and that sort yeah. of how you live your life and what do you want to be remembered for? And so, you know, how many how many conversations do you have with people and they go, oh, what do you do then? And you go, well, I'm an instructional designer. Yeah, you I'm give them a, a job title, don't you? I, yeah, you know, e-learning developer. And I go, okay, oh, that's great. Yeah, my, my friend also does that. And then you might get into a conversation. You go, "Oh yeah, this is how we do it." A sl- you know, a bit different. And that, but that then steps into, you know, how you do. But I wanted to almost go really deeper than that and go, "Well, but why? Why do you do that? Why? Yeah. What's you know what? So when I'm not here, what do I want the stories to be that people are going? Oh, do you know what? Caleb was always trying to do this. He was always, you know. And there's an element of how you do things what you want to be remembered for but what is that thing that drives you forward every day to get you up and and i've not nailed that i'll be really honest i've Mm. not nailed it so what i want the conversations to be like what an amazing guy you know who was open to conversation he thought slightly differently you know he's always positive about change and they're the sort of things you go well, what sets him apart? But what was that thing that was driving him? What was that thing getting him out of bed every day? Um, and so I found myself really dwelling on that over the last few weeks and still in this place going, what am I trying to do in life? Let, 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 me, uh, let me make it harder. If that's possible, <laughs> good luck. So, so I, 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 I'm so pleased when you sent it over this morning because I was thinking, yeah, actually, and, and it's nice that you've referenced um, my uncle as well because I would like to think that that was his purpose because so many people there thought that what he was really good at. And, yeah, and, I, yeah. and it's, it's sad, isn't it? Because he'll never know that he was so good at it because people tend to tell you afterwards. But anyway, whatever. Um, but I, I was then, I, I'm similar to you. I was thinking, how do you start asking that, answering that question? I did did a bit of sort of digging and and one thing or another. Um, so I've I've got a question for both of you, which may or may not help. What three words do, would you like people to use to describe you? What three words describe you the best? You think? 
Oh, I guess two, that's two separate questions, isn't it? Now, let's do the first one first. Yeah. What three words do you want people to use to describe you? Well, we might have to put a cut in this with a bit of music yeah. so we, we have a think <laughs> about <laughs> this. What's that? Um, and, and yeah, for people listening, it's do, a do great you know what? Question. It's not just Caleb and Jonathan that have got, they haven't dropped off. They are still here. I'm t- if you're listening we to are podcast, listening. We're thinking. it's the hardest question to answer. But the reason I'm asking it is I think that's critical to knowing or to start to understand what your personal purpose is. Because if you know how you want people to describe you, or you know what it is that success looks like for you, or you, then that's. Surely that's what you're most passionate about. I don't know. Uh, so, do they have to be single words, or could, be, could there be like two word phrases? Seeing as a huge Jonathan, you always go for like three gratitudes. Yes, you can use more than one word. I always go for three <laughs> gratitudes. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so. Defensive? Is that one of your words? No, no, it's not. <laughs> I've. Uh, do you know what I'm thinking? Is fun, positive and non-judgmental okay and the reason why i've put non-judgmental is i like i'm yeah i'm really working at so there's always a bias that goes on in your head and i'm really trying to kill that and trying to go it is what it is you know people are people and situations are what they're like but I would love that to be the topic of conversation when I'm not here. So someone to go, well, he was a giggle, weren't he? And yep. he approached everything head on. Yep. Um, and, you know, he just included everyone in those conversations. It doesn't matter what background they were from, you know, what, what their circumstances are. It was just like that around everyone. Okay. What about yourself, Jonathan? So... <laughs> So mine are mindful, so just to, you know, aware of what's going on around me. Yep. Um, critical thinker, so like pulling together lots and lots of threads um, from you know, trying to try to see things in the round and then and then something around solving problems. Yeah. Whether that's whether that's a two stroke engine or or, or or anything else as, as the that's a bit of a can-do attitude right there, there, there's, yeah. yeah let's see what we can do yeah what what would you what say then, Westy? yeah oh don't throw me under the bus that yeah, was my question like, I've <laughs> right. do, do you know what um i would say um creative or innovative whichever one of those you want to put down um we'll, we'll say we'll say innovative um trying to find a different way of doing stuff um positive um, and the last one is, I hope, sort of fun-loving, I guess. And, and uh, as in... You do realise you've just pinched two of mine. Well, I, right. And here, here comes, yeah, here comes the kicker. Why do you think we get on? You know, and, and I wonder if there's something in that. I, I genuinely do. Pe- well, people like pe- you're pe- creative and I'm non-judgmental. Right. Okay, but people <laughs> like people that are like them. <laughs> well, I'm creative. You're not judgmental. Yeah, but no, I, I didn't mean to pick two of yours. But as you were saying yours, I was thinking. Do you know what? As you were as both of you, as you were saying them, I was thinking. Oh yeah, but you're already those, which is really weird because you may may or may not think you are. Yeah, so I for, think that's a challenge, isn't yeah, it? Sometimes it is. that you have to be more aware about yourself, and I'm. 
Uh, uh, listen, I have a great coach in my wife, actually. So she's super grounded and she challenges me all the time on my thinking process, which is why I wanted to include non-judgmental in that because I, I don't think I am and she picks me up sometimes when I am. And, and then I do that to her as well now. Don't, don't, don't be judgy. Um, but that, you know, that would be the wrong thing for me to sort of look, look back on people going, oh, do you know what, it was really fun and it was super positive, but blimey, only, only if you were in the inner circle. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but, but do bear in mind that the question there was, how would you, how would you like to be seen? So yeah, you, I've yeah. told you how I'd like to be seen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now, how I am seen, I think, would be very different. I think a lot of people sound quite cynical. I think so. A lot of people might say, "Oh, you've said positive. I'd like to be seen as being positive." Yeah, we can. I mean, personal um, personal statement. I, I put some bits together, but I, I said um, I want to be seen as someone who meets my. And I'm, by family, I mean Claire and the kids. Okay, I have a wider family. But I mean Claire and the kids. So just go with that. I want to teach and show that show them that success is about being the best person they can be, treating everyone as they want to be treated. And doing what makes them happy that that's my purpose that's what i do everything i do is is for that reason so to to make the girls realize you know what just just do what you want to do be happy and and this is this is going to sound really doom it's not meant to be but they're going to work for what 50 years of their lives i've worked for you know i start my first job i was eight 17 17 18 i'm now what 53 so I've, I've worked for, I, I've never not had a job, put it that way, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I look at that and I think, I've really disliked some of those jobs. And I would have stayed in some of those jobs for five, six, seven years going, yeah, I know, but it's quite so. I, I, hopefully, I want them to see it differently. And in fact, this is, God, I'm going to say, let's hope they don't listen to this. But yeah, I'll share it. It's the way it is. My younger daughter um, does some work for me. She works at a um, an art club, which is work she absolutely adores. But she said, no, I, I, I want to get something more regular, um, like weekend work. Um, she's, and she, she applied, but wasn't, nothing to do with us, updated CV, went and did his interviews, hired by a local hotel. Um, this was, her first shift was last Wednesday. I went to drop her off on Thursday, and, I, and she said, and I've never seen her like it absolutely burst into tears in the car I said dad I, I just don't want to go and I said well, you're not going then well what's, what's the problem and she said didn't get a break bear in mind she's 16 right it starts at 4 o'clock she said didn't get a break till half past 10 um, we're very short of people the managers kept going don't worry it's never normally this bad I mean, what a weird thing to say to someone on their first shift she said I didn't know where to get changed from a uniform they said oh no no we'll just go and get changed in the toilets or whatever I mean it's a really nice hotel and it was her break she said someone said have you not had a break yet and she said no and they went well why didn't you ask and she said but is that uh, are you talking about a 16 year old you're just gonna walk up to the manager and go it's my first shift i need a break please and then she said oh no no it's fine um so you know where where, where do i go what's where's the staff room they went well you just go and walk around the shops or go and sit out by the river and she's like it's half past 10 at night there's there's no shops open there's nothing going but anyway but my point being don't stay don't did you know what i mean she's going oh i need to go back i said Meg, you absolutely do not. Don't don't go. Yeah. Because, and and that is that that purpose thing is that's. I know some people will be listening to this going, "Well, you just told her to quit." Then that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is, life's too short for you to be upset about something like that. And they don't value you enough. 
you they don't deserve you does that make sense yeah i, I agree I mean, with that again, However, can i, I put a an, al- an alternative an alternative to that is that when i think about my purpose not going back I, say again She's not going back. No, no, I'm not suggesting that, that <laughs> she should. But when I think about those, 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 those jobs that I've done, that or those um, times where I've yeah. been less happy at work, those things have very much influenced my purpose because those are the things that I wanted to make a difference to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. And unless I'd experienced those things, then I wouldn't have known. You know, that that's that. There's there's something about think. Having to having to having to to to, to stretch into our our yeah you know what you don't want yeah in, no, in order absolutely. to in order to in order to, to shape uh, yeah where and we that, end up I think um, yeah love where, that whether you um so we all, all a lot of people want to focus on the positive thing but sometimes you have to delve into the negative to really uh, drive home you know what you want out of the positive so. You know, when you're thinking about values in the workplace or what, what you attach as value in a workplace, you have to know what you don't want in order to oh, yeah. really drive home what yeah. you do want. I guess my where, where this also started from is I challenge whether they're how, how we want to be remembered and how we do things. And there is a difference for me so this is how i want to do things in a fun positive and non-judgmental way but that isn't my purpose in life so i'm thinking like if if i could say well my only purpose in life is to bring bring fun and positivity to everyone then great i've just nailed it because i think i'm getting two out of three so far but you know i don't I don't know. I'm searching for something that might not even be there. But when we think about, you know, this is what I want to change in the world. I haven't got that connection yet. How, how do you measure your self-worth? Sorry, say that again, Jonathan. Sorry, Jonathan, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask a question uh, about about purpose and whether or not we believe that our purpose is kind of like destiny. It's the thing that we, we're searching to we're searching to get to. Yeah. Or whether or not our purpose is is um created over time and it and it and it's how we our purpose is us making sense of the world so the circumstances we find ourselves in as we make sense of the world around us that then drives our purpose so whether it's something that we're walking towards or whether it's something we discover over time as we try to make sense of the circumstances we find ourselves in and and i think that's that's a similar conversation to where where we are on our journey about you know if we were to be if we were employed we would say oh i only want to work for this type of organization and that's generally based on the values and the culture in that organization you're still discovering that as a young person and what you'll naturally get to is i definitely don't want to work for a business that does this that doesn't give me breaks that tells me to go and walk by the riverside at half 10 at night but over the life of that person they'll then go oh actually i'll turn that the other way the way around and i want a business that values me that looks after me that develops me that cares about me and that's their value mechanism right but and and again that I think you're right because your purpose evolves. So what, you know, what you're striving to achieve. And I think I'm at the point now to go, 
I'm just sort of learning from my own advice here to go, I know what my purpose isn't. And my purpose isn't just to wake up every day and go through the routine and survive life and get a wage and pay the mortgage. That, yeah. that is not my purpose in life. There's something that I want to go out of this life going, this is the difference that I made. And and that's the the journey of discovery that I'm still on. But what I've found is that's really important to me at the minute to find out what that is. So someone can go, do you know what? This, you know, this guy is trying to strive for that. Not just in his business, but personally, this is what he believes in. Yep. This is what he's trying to strive for. But, uh, yeah, I if think it's spot on, Caleb. I, 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 you know, with, without bringing it back to, um, you know, the, the personal stuff with, with my uncle... Not one person stood up there and went, oh, and, it's, and he was at his desk at nine o'clock every day. You know, n- n- not one person had that conversation. It was like, oh, and he worked there. So I'd, I'd, I'd hate to think, you know, that we're, I don't know, we're, we're, you're standing there doing a, a, a eulogy for me and you're saying, yeah, but you work really hard. You know, it's like, <laughs> so, so what? You know, it, it, you're right. I, I think there is, and, and can I just pick up on, on, on one other thing, what you were saying about finding um you know values and and finding finding out what what that that company wasn't do you know, wasn't meeting her values or whatever you wait 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 way around you put it that wasn't the problem the problem i think was that they were and we need, we all need to be very careful with this they were saying one thing and showing another yeah so you know she, she she'd been to an interview where they were saying oh we really care about this and we're really doing we we'll do this and you'll be buddied up and you'll be this and you'll be that and you know and, and all of these lovely things that she had and i think in some ways i think that was the frustration because she's gone into it thinking this sounds great you know really going to enjoy it and 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 then someone just like literally p- p- popped her balloon and gone yeah that's not the way it really works and so I, 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 love, I love your question, and I, you're right, it's about personal. But this is why I'm saying I want to be authentic. So if I say this is how I'm going to be, that's what you're going to get. Whereas I think all too easily, there's not many companies are going to put on their website their values. They're all going to put their values on there, and none of them are going to be, yeah, actually, we're a bit arrogant. and we're, none of, No one's going to do that. Of course they're not. But I think you can see when someone isn't being genuine about it as well. Yeah. Sorry, Jonathan, go on. No, I was just going to uh, ask you a question, or at least now is not the time to ask this question, but something you might <laughs> consider doing in order to discover your purpose would be, would, be to, uh, would be to describe your story to date. So I have a very distinct memory of, a, um, of meeting someone for the first time and unlike any other occasion where I had been in a room full of people and got chatting to somebody, have I ever been asked the question? So, so tell me your story as a as an opening. And and that that simple act of talking through my story was really powerful because because my brain well, because our brains work the way that they do. I picked out particular events in the last twenty five years, and it was clear that there was a link between all of them. And all of those things had led to today. And I was able, I went away thinking about that and it, it had a real influence on what I did next. Because it was like I picked out all of the important moments somehow yeah, like just that. by being asked that question. So, so what's your story? Yeah, what's your highlights reel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not, yeah. And it, not, yeah. And it I, just, think, uh, I think it those, made such things, a difference. those things then drive 
that purpose right so some of the your experiences in life positive and negative drive you to want to do something and like i'm going to turn this full circle again right and to think about my gratitude was this appreciation of bowls but there was also a gratitude moment in something local in the community yeah and and also reflecting on we're like we we own a cafe over in yorkshire and we live in lincolnshire and we've considered moving into yorkshire but there's something very compelling about we want to stay in this area like something that's drawing us here and after so many years of being here we both amanda and i said well this is home isn't it and and actually just that simple thing we went wow that is quite a powerful thing for us to say as well and and the other thing that's really confusing me at the minute about my purpose is is and agreeing with you jonathan it changes and it shapes is like is there something about the local community that is the purpose and something that i can bring to that as well and honestly this is really messing with my mind at the minute to go like i've got i think i've got it now from a business point of view but when someone says tell me about you tell me your story then Mm. i'm like well i could tell you all the experiences but i want to tell you what i stand for what my purpose in life is and that drives me to make these decisions and i'm sure it's there i just need some help to tease that out now and go if, if we if we were sitting the there in, 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 five, in ten years, let's say ten years, in ten years' time, we're sitting, I don't know, in an evening somewhere by a pool somewhere. We've got a glass of wine in our hands. We've all retired, and someone we don't know says, "Oh, hi, what, what, what was it you guys do?" Are we still going to say, "Well, let me tell you about all the jobs I had"? It's not going to ha- absolutely not going to happen. I hope, I genuinely hope it doesn't. I want to say, "Oh, actually, I'm." I'm vice captain of bowls club and you know or the local you know whatever it may be and i support this or i do this or oh i go you know most weekends i'm out on me off-roading brompton whatever it may be i don't know but i genuinely hope that there's that's a conversation that we'll have rather than let me tell you what i did for 60 years of work there's got to be more to it because the next so the stuff that you've just said would be what i do and then my response to that would be well why do you do that yeah. and then yeah. that's the killer response Correct. that i want something i'm craving something and it's not like i'm craving something in me that wants to go and i do it because of this it enriches the lives of people yep. because of this It felt like a real pithy moment that it felt like the but you had a, you had a decent you had a question Jonathan which I which I've then cut I and I'm also looking make, at the time I'm, and thinking oh my goodness we well, can I, dig I, into I, another hour of this I was just going to make an offer I was going to offer to sit and listen to Caleb's story wow. for a couple of hours and having listened to your story let's pull out those moments nice. that have shaped your purpose and begin to discover what it is like that I want to do that. Excellent. We're on. But whilst we're uh, whilst Caleb's making a, a commitment to himself to, to organise that, and by the way, you've you've said that live on here, so uh, people are going to chase that. It's live to the nation. Yeah, it's absolutely going to happen. Um, <laughs> talking of stories and things, what, what what have you been what you've been investigating, listening to, watching? Jonathan, you go first. 
I have not been watching a huge amount, um, but I've watched a. I'm watching an old series on BBC at the moment, a psychological drama called Behind Her Eyes. It's on the it's on the iPlayer. Um, it's probably I don't know five or six years old. I just needed something to watch over the weekend. I don't know why I ended up watching that, but it it's um, it's it's interesting. Is it gritty? What? It's a psychological drama. So the basic premise is um, three people, a psychiatrist, his wife, and his secretary. He meets... um, uh, It starts with uh, the the psychiatrist and his secretary meeting in a pub. Um, They've both gone there to meet someone else. And uh, and they don't know each other at all at this moment. They end up talking, and they at the end of the evening, having had a couple of a couple of drinks, they end up kissing. The secretary goes to work the following day, starting her new job, and as she walks through the store, discovers that the person she kissed last night was her new boss. <laughs> and so and so and so it goes on. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Why does okay, that I've always not heard happen? of it. It's okay. just it's just beginning to get creepy. How how many? Um Episode is it like six part or something, is yeah, it? Yeah, so I think it's yeah. about six. Cool. What about you, Caleb? Uh, nothing as highbrow as that. I have been absorbing <laughs> myself in At Home with the Furies, which I am Oh, I've not loving. seen it. <laughs> it's just... Um, it's a chaotic roller coaster of a watch, actually. But I, um, there's something really compelling about watching um, the chaos ensue. Okay. I'd recommend it. Sounds interesting. So I've got, I've got two. Um, and you said about highbrow. I'll do the non-highbrow one first. So we watched something last night after being told by numerous people, you know, put, put your uh, preconceived ideas to one side, give it a chance. There's a Wham! documentary on Netflix, and it was outstanding. <laughs> Jonathan, you've just done a thumbs up there. I don't know oh. if that was for Wham! in general or whether it was the, the documentary. Sounds but good. Do, yeah, sounds good. It is very, very good, um, and it, I, I, th- I think what, what blew me away was when the opening line. I think Andrew Ridgely said, um, "Yeah, we met when we were twelve, so that was what nineteen seventy-five." And I went, "Excuse me, you know?" And they were talking about what? They can't have been old, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, they are." Um, but yeah, it, it's just all about. It's, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating um, behind the curtain look into. I think everyone thinks it's all George Michael, George Michael, George Michael, and it's other guys sort of towing along and, and you know, and, and making money out the back of it. It was the complete and utter opposite. So George Michael didn't want to do any of it. It was all set up by Andrew Ridgely, and he was one of the writers. And anyway, just just watch it. It's so, so well done. And obviously part of the way through it, George Michael comes out to Andrew Ridgely, but, and, and that's the fascinating thing, because it then plays on of, yeah, but you can't tell anyone. And the whole thing about yes, but you've got all of these girls are coming to see your concerts, you're going to lose all that if you're... So it's, it's, it's his battle between him being himself versus... Yeah. Honestly, wow. it's, it's 90 minutes, well worth your time, and the good news for me was there wasn't much music in it, which was great. <laughs> um, so, so that was that, that bit. Claire loved it. Um, and the other thing, and we've got six episodes, we've binged two seasons, which we never do. We, we were just looking for something to watch, went on to the... Um, we watched Hijack, firstly, with Idris Elba, which is quite oh, good. Yeah. It was OK. Yeah. Um, and then there was something else recommended, and it's called Slow Horses. Um, and it's with oh. Um, oh, yes. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, Oldman yeah. on, on, He rips it up in a Gary Oldman style. It is... 
it's it's amusing it's really well acted it's very well done it, it's it's you'll laugh at it um that the the premises they've got um mi5 um uh, uh, they call it the park which i presume is in Hyde Park, is it? I don't know. But anyway, you've got MI5 and all this high-end um, sort of spy work. And then you've got all of the spies who have royally screwed up at some point, And they're all offloaded to this place called Slough House, which oh, wow. is where Gary Oldman basically... Be- so they're a complete bunch. There's about five or six of them. Complete misfit um, MI5 deg- dis- disgraced agents. Um, it's <laughs> excellent. I mean, whatever you're thinking, just give it... You'll watch one or two. Season one's better than season two, it's fair to say. Season two's pretty good. But um, honestly, we we just said, oh, let's give it a chance, yeah, and there we yeah. were four in, going, yeah, where where have those four hours just wow. gone? When we never do that. <laughs> but and honestly, put it on your list. Slow horses. There's another season coming later this year. So, but the first two, the first season in particular, Gary Oldman is Gary Oldman. He's one of those people, isn't he? Yeah. We just think yeah. I'd hate to I'd hate to act against him, <laughs> as in alongside him, because he must be so intimidating. But he's just brilliant. Yes, I shall. Uh, I've kept seeing them, that on Apple. And you'll love uh, it, mate. It's yeah. so sarcastic. Yeah, it's yeah, so you, you'll love him as a character because he's horrible. <laughs> he's such. He's one of those characters that you just think that, that was oh not my in my three words. <laughs> no, it Sarcasm. Wasn't. It wasn't. But you, honestly, you, you'll know what I mean. You're watching. You go, oh my god. He's just. So, but he, he's he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, they've all got a story to tell. Put it that way. Fabulous. Slow horses. Right, well, there we are. We are now what? God, we've just gone over the hour. Just yeah, yeah we've literally gone over the hour. So, um, God, we, we, I felt like we opened a bit of a can of worms there, and I don't think we finished it off either. So, are we revisiting and looking at stories at some point? Uh, well, I think, as we've said, right, our personal purposes will probably change. And, and you know, my next step, I think what I feel really good about is actually having a conversation with jonathan to go right let me start exploring this because this is getting under my skin at the minute to go i want to i want something that that i can you know sort of say this is what i stand for i'm not not meaning to monopolize this but there's there's a couple of before you sent out what you sent out i i found um i've been trying to look for some prompts for my uh, journaling and but some quite deeper level ones that I, mm. I keep going back to. Yeah. So there's one I keep sort of adding to, and it, there's, I've got sort of three. So if I can I can I chuck them out? To, I don't expect answers now by any stretch. Um, and, but again, if anyone's listening and they want to, you know, drop us a note on LinkedIn or whatever. So the first one is, um, what does it mean to have a good life? So if you were to look back and go, yeah, I had a really good life because. So that or might help you with that personal purpose because that would be okay. Well, what did I get out of it? What was what was that about? And don't just say oh, I work forty hours a week for many weeks. Right. That's the first one. The second one that I'm really struggling with is how do I measure my self worth? So that that one I, I struggle with because I'm thinking, but I just want want people to be happy. Yeah, but how how what does that look like? How what does that feel like? How do I know whether that's happening or not? And how do I be better at it? And the last one which I've I've had been going on for a while is what do I need right now more than anything else? Now, if your answer to that is um, a Sonos Era 300 and a new sound bar, that's possibly you're not digging deep enough. Um, <laughs> if, if you're doing that, what do I need right now more than anything else? Um, 
and I think it's when you start asking those sort of questions, start reflecting those sort of questions, that's when you start getting closer to your personal purpose. So, um, yeah, apologies if that was all very heavy, those last few questions, but they're just three that I'm trying to... They're the ones that I can't answer, but I want to be better at answering, and yeah. I've been trying to work towards answering them. Yeah. Uh, and do you know what? Without sort of trying to extend this episode as well, I think all the guests that we've had on this podcast will get some insight as well from some of those questions because i think we've had those type of guests on our podcast that connect with all of that actually and i'm just reflecting on you know the circle of friends that we've created as part of this podcast Mm -hmm. who can help us with all of that no totally i'd love to get some answers to some of those things you know um i think ian sarsons would know how he measures his self-worth for example he just yeah. would yeah i'm i'm thinking there is an event here an online event that we can oh, i'd love that can you imagine bringing those people right. in and just having those we're, three questions so cool. we're trying to discover this right well there you go mm. there's, there's one for us to plan t- Jonathan, i'm going to press a button which will give you about 10 seconds to think about your sum up so good luck And before you jump in, by the way, last month was a car crash without you there. That, that's ten seconds what? gone. Now. <laughs> well, I don't know, even know where to begin because we've uh, we've 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 taken inspiration from all over the place. Um, in terms of summing up, then we've been talking about personal purpose, and I think it would be fair to say that we've discovered that it's really difficult <laughs> to, um, to 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 find our personal purpose, but we all recognise that that's really important if we're going to be intentional in the way that we live our lives. So um, we're going to go away and we're going to do some more thinking about it um, without wishing to cop out, but we'll come back with some answers uh, uh, in future episodes. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 